cliffcentral.com Welcome back to Wedding Central. Today it is just Carly and myself. Uh, Carl, this is strange, eh? Just the two of us. I talking. know it doesn't happen often. Hey, Carly, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me in Tombi. So so nice to have you in. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very strange. It having is. You in the studio. It's odd. It's odd. <laughs> um, so today we're actually going to discuss, I think, something that uh, is very close to probably every planner's heart. Yeah. Um, in terms of planning, because um, or the mag. The of, magnitude, of yeah. And yeah. also, you know, the things that go unsaid. We're discussing weddings at home. You know, people typically usually have their weddings at a wedding venue or something that resembles mm. a, a venue of some sort, whether it's a gallery or whatever the mm. case is. We're talking about literally starting from scratch. scratch. And a lot of, of brides will think that it's uh, the, the cheaper route to go. And, and tell me, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Absolutely it? not. You know, it's, uh, it's probably double. Yeah, it's, it's probably double. And, you know, when a client says to me um, they're doing it at home because they think it's cheaper, then I always say to them. You're building if it's, a venue. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely not going to be cheaper. No. You really do have to educate yourself as to why. Kylie, why Why is it not cheaper? I mean, you look at how we did our wedding. Mm. I basically, if you think about it, had it at, on a field. Right. So it was a field and you could consider that a home wedding. Type right, thing. right. Because you're, you're starting on, from scratch. At one point um, in the planning, it actually got to, I, sh- I said to myself, you know, as much as I didn't want to get married at a venue, I should have just got married at a venue. Um, it would have been that much cheaper. It because, be. you know, you have to look at... Everything. You bring in everything. The logistics of the yeah. tent, the, the flooring, the chairs, the tables, the yeah. cutlery, the crockery. Yeah. So, you and know, it's just, you've got, you've got to literally think of everything that you would have gotten at a venue. You now need to make happen at your home. 100%. You know, a lot of clients scoff at venue hire and they say, Oh my God, the venue hire is 18,000 rand or 22,000 rand or whatever. Um, it's even, even it's more. even more because I always say to you, consider the fact that, you know, your venue has the structure. It's got mm-hmm. the parking. It's mm-hmm. got aircon. Mm-hmm. It's got toilets. It's got plates. It's got glasses. It's got fork Don't and knives. Don't realize how much toilets are. Just yes, people toilets. to pee and poo. You yeah. have to like spend a good thirteen thousand rand for two hundred people. And this is the thing, you know, when you're at a venue, your your clients going to say to you, um, they want they want to make sure that they've got like eight toilets on each side or whatever mm. the case. The minute it goes home, you don't want to spend more than five thousand rand on a toilet. Yeah. And it's like that's not going to get you nearly enough toilets. And it, you, it's a simple you thing that you you got to think about with toilets. First of all. Can they see where they're going to go? Yes, hundred percent. And who's going to replenish the toilet paper and make sure the loos are clean? You've actually got to have and yes, clog it if po- it gets blocked. Yeah, or whatever so you've the got to have a janitor. janitor. Um, so that's all an expense. It's a service that you're now having to bring in, which you would you don't ever want people to run through your home either. Hundred percent. Because your I can guarantee you, your toilets at home are not going to be able to cater for all your guests. Yeah, they're not built for three hundred people flushing um, every two minutes. Hundred percent. It's not, not every second or whatever. <laughs> Cues or hordes of people in the bathroom. Um, but another thing that people perhaps don't um, consider, and this is what we're kind of trying to focus mm. on today, is things that people don't consider mm. when you're doing a wedding at home. So we've definitely listed toilets as one mm. of them. Um, and <laughs> it's a big thing in a girl's life. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Um, another thing, of, of course, is the actual structure. Mm. Um, marquees and tents, you can't just put anything up any old how. No. There's a lot of things that you really need to consider when looking at the structure yeah. that you 
are putting up. Well, let's talk about the structures. Mm. We, we, what can we do? We can we can do the stretch tents. Right. Uh, the stretch tents you've got to take into consideration the weather. Yes. Um, if it's got uh, any form of wind or rain uh, that's going to happen over the weekend, mm. you've got to pull the sides down. Are you pulling the sides down in the right direction that the yeah. wind is blowing? Yeah. Because if you don't, and the wind is coming through your tent, and it's actually creating yeah. like an air pocket, that whole tent can come come up. apart. Yeah. So another thing is that you actually lose space where the the tent comes yes. down. People don't realize that you know when it comes down, nobody can actually sit or stand in you, that area. You lose a good four meters, yes, four or five meters, hundred percent. Mm. So if you are bringing it down, that becomes an issue. Then of course you're looking at your a frame tents, mm-hmm. um, where the inside is actually quite ugly. You yeah. <laughs> I was I was saying something a little bit worse, but I won't. You know, and then you got to um, look at the. Then you got to make it look pretty, and 100%. you got to do draping. So you know, you you draping a whole room for two hundred people. It's it's yeah. a lot of money, and it's a lot of work. Hundred percent. And then with an A frame, you could have the possibility of putting doors or sides on, mm-hmm. and that is going to heat up. Like you cannot believe yeah. you're literally going to be um, a frog inside a pot. Yeah. Um, and your, w- your glass tents as well, or the, the, or the the clear marquees that everyone so loves. Wants. Yeah. But it becomes a hot house. Yeah. Hundred percent. You put your flowers in. Oh my gosh. They're, they're going to die. Water. Yeah. So mm. the thing is, once you put your sides on, you need to consider aircon. Aircons are non-negotiable. You know, temperature is one of those things you actually can't compromise on. Um, when you're having a function, mm. if your clients are, ge- if your guests are getting too hot, you need to make them cooler. Mm. And if it is, um, if it is too cold, you need to figure out how to make your guests mm. warmer in terms of mm. heaters and that kind of thing. Um, but one thing that people don't realize with glass marquees is that there's no shade. Nothing. You know, and guests for me that insist on doing a, a, a clear marquee when the roof is the clear part, I always say, well, your guests are pretty much sitting under a magnifying glass. They exactly. are going to fry. Yeah. It's not going to be fun for anyone. So you really do need to consider the fact that um, the only clear part that you can really get away with is pretty much the sides. Yeah. But unless you're looking at starting very late Or in you the have day. maybe a winter wedding. Yeah. 100%. That's, I mean, I think a, a clear marquee in a winter wedding, in a winter um, time is fabulous. Yeah. Because it heats everybody the warmth, up. It's, yeah. it's the warm summer. Oh, hell oh no, your, your people are going to melt. Anyway. Yeah. Um, another thing that people don't consider is flooring. Oh. Guys, I had a we uh, had a wedding this weekend, and the floor is uneven, <laughs> and you know they tried to put a, a dance floor down, and you know they haven't it got they haven't got the the actual um, stage blocks underneath the dance floor, so the da- the actual dance floor is all uneven. 100%. At the end of the day, it becomes a safety hazard. It really does. You got ladies with heels that have spent fortunes on on actual on outfits. their on their outfits. If you're gonna do a home wedding and you're not gonna go with flooring, even if it's a garden wedding, right. advise your your couples beforehand on the invites guys it's a garden wedding or we're not having oh it's it's in a garden yeah maybe consider wedges or flats yeah perhaps like guide them in that sense and people don't realize that um it actually people feel like if you walk in my backyard and i can walk straight that you know your your ground is quite straight it's not um and the thing is if it affects the stability number one of chairs do you know how many chairs break (laughs) <laughs> at a function And it's not a weight thing It's just no. because It's poor weight distribution yeah. Because that chair well, Is all not... over And this poor, yes. the poor guest Is embarrassed You know and... what I mean It just becomes an issue Because um, you know If it's uneven And somebody sits on something Then of course It's going to give way yeah. The same thing with tables You know the minute <gasps> Your table Yes You know what I mean The minute your table Is unstable I remember even With my sister's wedding You know yeah. We did it in, in the backyard yeah. and, and we went without flooring And I said to her Oi I don't think It's going to work We ended up having to put Bricks under some of the tables Yes 100% Mm, because to level, it up. to level it up because if you're going to have anything tall mm. like anything longer than 30 centimeters mm. on your table it's going to tip over because mm. it's not balanced
balance. And also, you, you've got the wind factor. Okay? Yes. yes, we're not in the middle of Cape Town. Right. Um, I, I feel sorry for those who work in, in Cape Town, um, because they've always got that. So right. They, they've got that southeaster they always talk about. Um, but you have the slightest breath of wind. You can, your, your Lose flowers are going to, yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, another thing that people don't consider is, um, Space allocation mm-hmm. And what I mean by space allocation Is that you know at a venue you have an advantage Because everything's laid out for you There's yeah. space for the kitchen There's, there's space for boxes in the storeroom There's space for parking for rubbish. There's OMG. space for rubbish There's space for staff There, there is space for every single thing That you could possibly need through. Exactly. Mm. And that's why they're a venue Yes at your house Where's your catering going to work from? Yeah, so you have to bring in another tent. 100%. You don't want your catering to be in the same tent as uh, your guests are going to be in. Can you imagine the noise? And then it's got to be a little bit further away because while you're having speeches, they're putting food into the the chafing dishes, into the ovens. You've also got to ask your caterer, like, are they on on gas ovens? Yes. Or are they needing to pull power? Power. You have to, has your house got three-phase power? 100%. Have you got a backup? Yes. What if it trips? Generators, yeah. I you mean, know, in this generator. age of, of, of ESCOM, mm. whether you've got, you know, three-phase or not, you could run into an issue of actual load shedding. Yeah. And now what? And I mean, yes, you could have three-phase power, but maybe it's just actually pulling way too, too much, much power. Power. How are you going to distribute your power, your power um, 100%. surges? So, you know, and also when it comes to having your um, generators on hand, you've got to make sure you've got uh, extra diesel. Yes, yes. The last thing you need your power now. to go out is say, oh, we're out of diesel. <laughs> and now you've got to run off and try and find diesel and yeah. what to put it in and all that type of thing. 100%. Um, and another thing that people don't consider when it comes to catering is scullery. Yeah, the, the actual cleaning. Yes. And the, you, guys, oh. you need people. Okay, for scullery for, for listeners. <laughs> Golly, you're getting scullers. You're yeah. scullers. Those, those um, you definitely need uh, people that are going to actually clear the plates as well as wash them and just wash anything that needs to be washing. At home, look at your glassware. I cannot tell you how many times clients have under-ordered the amount of glassware. You only order glassware for your table settings. What are your guests going to drink on arrival? Where am I going to get those glasses from? What are your guests going to drink from the bar? Where am I going to get those glasses yeah. from? You don't think that They're not going to drink whiskey out of a wine glass. 100%. You know? so 100%. Think about those type of 100%. things. 100%. And, and a lot of times we recycle those glasses. So mm. you need a sculler who's constantly pushing those glasses and making mm. sure that there's fresh glasses. You know, there's some people that will say to you, I, I want a fresh glass for my beer mm. or whatever the case is. Where from? Which is only fair. Yeah. I mean, at a venue, yeah. it would have been no problem. No problem. Um, but you know, I look at what, um, with our wedding as well, the next day, I'll never forget. Um, I ended up having Having to go back to the venue and my darling Corne, um, who assists me, he came, we, we were at the venue clearing and we had had a salmon terrine for starter. So right. obviously they put, um, the salmon terrine, whatever's left over into, into garbage, um, bags. garbage bags and whatever else. And we were missing some cutlery. So. Yes, sometimes that happens. It gets, you know, the, yes. the rubbish gets put out into the, the rubbish bags and then so does the cutlery sometimes. And we ended up having to go. <laughs> oh my God. And that's. Oh my god! Fish. I can't. And it was imagine. hot. It was a hot morning. Oh, Ten o'clock. No Corne was like, "This is so not part of my job <laughs> description." And then you had to think, all this rubbish. When is it going? Yeah. If this was a Sunday after the wedding, and it stank like that, and the garbage men are only coming on Wednesday, on Wednesday oh, MG, that it's whole going to smell like street a is going to be like yeah, it's not rampaged going to work. with smelling. Ugh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so that's another thing that you need to consider is actual like rubbish because the thing refuge is, removal. yeah, refuge removal. But also the cleanup. Do you know when you're having a wedding at home, <laughs> people don't only drink at your house. 
they are drinking down the streets. Streets at their cars. Yeah, at their cars. Oh, you know, God. like the rubbish is actually never ending. You find glasses and bottles in places that you're just like, oh my, like where were these people attending? Because yeah. it's so far. But you really do need to consider that, you know, you were the inconvenience for your neighbors. Yeah. You really do need to have people that yeah. are going to clean up as far away mm. as possible. And let your neighbors know because the last thing you need is your neighbors complaining shutting and shutting your, your wedding down. I would suggest go so far as to actually send them a little invitation and say, you know what, Come we're through. having a wedding and we're sorry that we're making so much noise. And that's why I always say, don't ever make enemies with your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, because those people yeah. will hold the power Security. one Security. Uh, you've got to lock your house. I would suggest you lock that house down. Yeah. Should, nobody should be going into that house. I always say, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's to your advantage. And the thing is, people say... Um, I say lock your house because um, then there's there's no... Maybes. Yeah. The problem becomes now people lock their house and then they say, oh no, but my family's allowed. I promise you, everybody who you've invited to your wedding thinks that they are family. Yeah. They think that they are VIP mm-hmm. in some way or another and therefore they have access to the house, whether it's for the bathroom, mm-hmm. whether it's for food, whether it's for whatever the case is, they feel like they should be allowed into your house. Mm-hmm. Then you have stuff going missing. Who are you going to start pointing fingers at? Because yeah. you've had like a hundred, two hundred people walk right through your house. Yeah. There's no saying what's happened. So in the interest of safety mm. um, and and stress, mm. lock your house. Once mm. you are out, put your keys in your boobs or whatever mm. the case is and, 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 and call it a day. You know, everybody must just use stuff that's out. Otherwise, you're just going to run into a crazy amount mm. of problems. It's mm. the same as who actually comes to your wedding. You know, this, I don't know, you know, for my for my African clients, my black people, um, we know there's no such thing as an invite. Yeah. There's, it's not like you're going to work with like, <laughs> like a guest list at the gate or whatever. Maybe at estates it's maybe possible because there is some kind of an entry Mm. point or whatever the case is but it's going to be very difficult to regulate who's Mm. actually there and look at you know if you're having entertainers or dancers Mm. or you know I know a lot of the the African clients that I've um, done weddings for they want to have a little bit of African dancing Mm. Um, you know are, are they going to be okay at your, your wedding yes they're dancing but when do they at what point do they do leave, they leave yeah. are they there for the dinner are they there yeah. for the party yes. or does somebody escort them out yeah um, 100% you know? because it's also a matter of where do those people get dressed performance Performers seldom travel ready to perform. They get to a place, they check it out first mm-hmm. or whatever. Then they're going to ask you, excuse me, ma'am, where can I change? Mm. Where do you suggest? Mm. You need to think of all these other areas in terms of where they need to change. Um, I think another thing that people don't consider, and it's one of my biggest, biggest um, stresses or concerns or whatever you want to call it, staff. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I think... People do not realize <laughs> how, how much important it is. we depend on yeah. having extra hands um, um, to to assist in terms of wait staff. I yeah. always say you definitely need waiters, you need barmen, and you need runners. And you need a, you need a head um, you need a head waiter. You as do, well. you do, you, you know. Do. Yes, as a coordinator, you can say go do this, do this, do this. But at the end of the day, our jobs are to coordinate the entire, entire. function. Yeah, um, it's not necessary to say to a waiter, okay, that table it needs, you know, they've they've finished their food, go and clear their cutlery. You 
you actually want somebody that head waiter yeah. that is dedicated to do who's that. managing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, I always say, you know, as much as at a venue we could maybe skim on staff because everybody kind of knows what's going mm-hmm. on, it's just not skimmable um, at a home wedding. No, you know, you definitely have to have your waiters. I always push for one per ten guests. You know, at a push one mm-hmm. for fifteen guests, mm-hmm. and then you need to have runners. And runners are basically people that are going to be running for everything. Yeah. They are moving furniture. They are getting ice. They are moving one thing from one place to another. Um, they are fixing things. They look; those guys are pr- practically have their hands full at all, all time. time. You know what I mean? They're helping with because usually at a home venue things are so far away. Mm. You know, at a venue everything's set up so everything's meters apart. Whereas yeah. at a house things are at the back of the house, in the opposite mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. across the street, in the garage. Yeah. So know. there's so many different things yeah. that y- you really do need people that mm. are going to be purely there mm. just to actually move stuff around for you. And Toby, let's talk about the bar a little bit because I think that can be oh, quite a Jesus. big uh, one if you don't get that. I always say you've got to feed and you've got to water your guests. 100%. 100%. And, you know, you've that's, that's really got to take that is it's so important. So let's just chat about the bar situation. Yeah. When um, I think for me, one thing that people think is that um, you need to be lavish if you're having a wedding at home. And I always say um, you don't. Um, one thing people always underestimate is the power of the jug. Do you oh, really? know what I mean? Yes. I've, I've found a lot of times I've had to say to my clients, I insist on having jugs at the, at the wedding so that we can do jugs of water or jugs of juice because sure. once people go thirsty, there's nothing else that can help them. You can't feed them enough or whatever. Thirst yeah. is a particular kind of thing. Yeah. You need and it, to. And they get irritated. You get so irritated. And do you know how, um, I, I want to say unfortunate, but it's terrible for somebody to be thirsty for water yeah. and you can't even give them a glass of water. It's actually kind of ridiculous. I'm like cringing because this weekend, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. And Tommy and I worked on a wedding this weekend and it was quite an interesting experience. Right, right. But, you know, it's so important that you have um, something available for your guests to actually drink. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's important that you also have your soft drinks as well as alcohol available. The chances are that if your wedding is happening, at home, chances are people are going to bring their own booze. You know, they're going really? to really African weddings. It's a must. If I know your weddings at home, I'm going to go with my cooler box and my camp chair. Um, I'm really? not camp chair. Ca- well. Yeah, what you know, you hell? have a, yeah, it's a bash. Listen, we're going six to six up the street, down the street, all over the show. <laughs> it becomes a full-on function. But you know, um, with that being said, you need to supply something for yeah. your guests, whether it's beers, whether it's ciders. Chances are you're not going to be able to supply everything. But I always say to my clients, let's try find a place like a Norman Goodfellows, or if you speak to actual bottle stores, a lot of the boutique ones that are owned by you know private people and not like your tops or whatever mm. the cases, they are most likely happy to give you some kind of a bar on consumption, yeah, which so basically, that's basically means, meaning yeah, which basically means you can order everything and anything that you want, and they will come collect whatever's left the following day and minus it from whatever was was brought. Um, Just the make day sure before. your barman who are who is managing that bar um, are legit people. Yes, that know how to actually do it. You know, um, I found myself, you know, again this past weekend, you know, I found myself behind the bar for an hour because this poor barman didn't know the difference between a hunter's dry and a hunter's gold. Um, he didn't know how to open like a cork bottle of wine. Yeah. You've got to think about that. Yes. Like, uh, who's actually providing all the bottle openers? Yes. Who's bringing ice? Exactly. Who is um, doing the, you know, the, your screw screw tops? 100%. You know, so you've already got, you've really got to think of all those things. Uh, you have a gin and tonic. They want 
a, a piece of lemon. Yes, 100%. You know? And also the thing is um, to have mixes. People have spirits without mixes and then you find yourself giving out Sprite with everything. You know, people do <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I won't say too much so, about <laughs> So you don't want to be, um, you know, supply, uh, supply enough drinks that are going to make sense. If people order, like, like people who want to order a Jamison or whatever, they're going to probably want it with a soda, soda water, mm. um, or, or just a plain bottle of water mm. or whatever the case is. Mm. Um, another thing with the bar, ice, 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 ice baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um you you people really do underestimate the the amount of ice that you need you need ice number one probably to make your drinks cold but also to serve drinks with mm. a lot of people want um ice in their drinks especially mm. if it's alcoholic and also that bar you should be putting your drinks into ice long in advance not just when the wedding's yes. starting and then you have to worry about putting salt in the water to make yeah. it you know ideally yeah. you should actually be hiring a friend like such a cougar <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you actually want to actually be getting a fridge yeah. and actually loading your fridges up the night before. The night before. Yeah. Okay. And then actually just having stuff, um, done, done there. Lighting. Oh, Jesus. Because yes. you're having a 12 o'clock wedding does not mean you do not need, need any lighting. lighting. Yeah. 100%. So that's something you, I think a lot of clients that are, you know, getting, having a wedding early, they forget about the lighting situation. It is going to get dark. And yes, yeah. you might have candles and stuff like that, but you need to have the lighting. Yeah. And also you need to consider not only lighting within your marquee or your stretch mm. tent, but you actually need to consider the lighting outside. To the parking. You need lighting to the parking. You need lighting um, on the walkways. If there's any steps or anything, mm. you're going to have to have lighting in those areas. If mm. you have like a pond or um, some kind of a river or something running through your home, you need to have lights around those areas because a lot of the times um, people, pe- people are drunk at night. Um, and and go skinny dipping. <laughs> like um, me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they, they, they're going to get hurt. So mm. you definitely want to look at li- um, wash lights and stuff for outside. And I always say, my clients say, to, oh, but I've got lights on the wall. It's not enough. Mm-mm. It Mm-mm. really isn't Mm-mm. enough for people to actually navigate their, their way around there. And then you also got to look at things like kids. I mean, you know, kids in pools. Mm. You know, that's the last thing you want. Yes. So, you know, you've yes. got to make sure kids are looked after. 100%. You know, especially, you know, if, if the if the pool area is not somewhere that has a wall or a gate or something, you need to look at some kind of a net. Or so, and sometimes people say, oh, no, but the pool is the feature. Okay, well, I actually don't want an ambulance here as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. you really do need to consider um, getting a net or something for the pool so that should something happen. Mm. Um, and again, you must remember people are drinking, etc. So mistakes mm. happen all the time. Yeah. Um, you, you need to consider that. Um, and uh, yeah. Can we go back to tents? Yeah. You know, like when we, when we do tents, I know I'm very particular when it comes to the tents that they have to have structural engineer certificates. How often do you? Yes. You know, the thing is people think that, um, yes. They just think it's company, an extra expense, yeah, but it's All not. companies charge for them. I think the minimum charge I've come across is about two and a half thousand rand mm. for an engineer certificate. And it's so important that you actually get that because should something happen, mm. Right, liability is going to be all over Over your bum. But another thing is that for me, I then can run my my function with confidence, knowing that my structure is secure and my structure is the best that it possibly can be. And all it is is that an engineer comes in, you know, uh, just before the end of the setup, and they look at the actual structure, where they've put the poles, how they've joined them, how they've anchored the whole tent, and they'll say they'll have to sign off and say it is a safe structure to have um, your stuff in, like your your function or whatever the case is. Let's talk about when when should stuff happen? Because I mean, people think ah, oh, can all happen on the day of the wedding? Oh, please. 
no. Please, please, Jesus, no. You know what? If, if possible, I always say you, the earlier the better. Mm-hmm. If your, if your wedding is happening on the Saturday, mm-hmm. your marquee needs to be going up Tuesday, Wednesday latest mm-hmm. because the other stuff also needs, you have to remember that, you know, at the venue, everything's already there. Mm-hmm. So when we come in the day before at the venue, it's because we're only bringing in decor and small. It's not like we're starting from scratch. You need to think, you know, your marquee is going to come in Tuesday, Wednesday, um, flooring. Draping needs to come in after that. Then you still need to deliver and place your furniture. Please, guys, when you are having a function at home and you are getting furniture, pay for the setup fee as well. Mm. Because otherwise, if you just pay for delivery, you're going to it's you're going to be moving all the furniture, yeah, and the moving tables and, and chairs and all of that. You have to pay for the setup as well, so that when those guys deliver, mm. they're putting that stuff mm. in the right place. Mm. And then maybe the decor people only mm. have to move it marginally mm. versus uh, placing everything placing from everything. scratch. Yeah, from and you've get-go. got to think about things like. Extra tables for your your suppliers. your suppliers, but for the cake table, for the gift DJ tables, table, the gift table, your buffet table, the buffet stations, chafing dishes. Yes. Does the caterer bring this in, or is that part of an additional in. hiring service? So 100%. you know, it's, you, there's a lot that you've got to start to to take into consideration. 100%. It's even when you're ordering your actual marquee. What people don't understand is that you need to have some kind of a floor plan before. Uh, before your, your marquee goes up and say, well, how many tables am I doing? Is there going to be a dance floor? Where's my main table going to sit? Where's my buffet stations going to go? Are they going to be included in the tent? Or are you going to put, because guys, safety first. You cannot put food in the sun. A lot of people say, okay, well, the tent's too small. We're just going to put the food outside. <laughs> you are going to kill people. Like, <laughs> and also let's, let's talk about the food aspect. Mm. I mean, you know, food is, so so important top priority um you know you've got to make I'd sure I'd rather just have penny gum on the tables than no food yeah no you've got to make sure that um which was this weekend basically um <laughs> <laughs> but this, but you know, like you've really got to make sure that caterer has is knows what they're doing. They know about timing. Yeah. Um. You know. Oh. I mean, questions that you need to consider when asking your uh when when hiring a caterer for an at home wedding. And guys, I promise you, it's not the same thing. It's not the same as working at a kitchen or whatever the case no. is. Um, having, having a caterer that is versed in working, um, in satellite kitchens, wor- versed in working, um, at a home function is very important. Um, in terms of the logistics, you need to figure out what is their team structure. Mm. How many people are actually cooking? Like yeah. how much staff are they actually bringing, um, to the actual function? Number two, I insist that all food gets prepped on site. Because then for, for me, it's easy for me to gauge, is this enough food? Are they getting ready on time? Because if I can't see it, I don't know how much time it still needs to yeah. get ready. I don't know what still needs to be done. I don't know what still needs to be refrigerated or sourced mm. or whatever the case is. There's no, there's no way that I can confirm mm. what's actually happening with your food. Yeah. Um, same thing. Um, another thing that you need to consider is how does that caterer work in terms of prepping for extras? Yeah. You know, especially in, in you know, African, African weddings. Yeah, African yeah. weddings, you know, it's wonky wonky. So yeah. how are they going <laughs> what to... What does wonky wonky mean? Everybody, everybody. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, you need to figure out when that person is doing their catering, do they cater for, like, they, I, a lot of the times they have, like, a, a set menu that mm-hmm. they've decided on before. Mm-hmm. And maybe for extras, they might do, like, a, a stew and rice oh, okay, or a okay, lasagna okay. or whatever, like, yeah, just something simpler, case. just in case. Um, do they prepare a little bit over? 
of us. So, for example, if you've if you've ordered food for 150 guests, do they prep for 200 guests, or or, or how do they work? A lot of time for African weddings, also in terms of groceries, your clients are buying the food, and the caterer then preps the food. So you need to figure out. You Yo. need to ask those questions. It's different, eh? Very different. Black and white. It's like black, black and, and white. white. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you need to ask those questions beforehand, and then you need to ask about staff. Mm. Is that caterer supplying staff, or is it something that you need to yeah. find for yourself? Mm. And if that's the case, get it in writing as mm. to how much staff they are actually supplying, and have they got experience? And have and, and has their staff got experience? Also, who does the staff take instruction from? I've I've done weddings before where um, the staff will not hear or listen to anybody else except the chef, which can be very frustrating for a planner because I cannot run to the kitchen every time I need a jug to and be refilled. And the chef's in the kitchen or, doing yes, the food. and they're focusing on salads and, and things. You, you mm. get what I mean. And um, it, it becomes very frustrating then at that point mm. um, when you're trying to actually run the function on the day. Um, parking. Parking, parking, parking. Oh, another big, The last big thing you spot. need is people to park each other in and this one wants to go and oh, 100%. somebody's too drunk and they damage a car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, you mark um, and make sure you've got enough parking. Ha- make sure you have if enough parking. If you have parking. to park out on the street, then make sure you've got security guards. You know, the last thing you want is somebody's car to get stolen. stolen yeah, or broken day. into yeah. or something like that because then that's the only thing that people mm. will remember. And you know, don't be afraid to ask schools or churches that are around your mm. area to do a park and ride from from those places you know on a saturday usually there is no mass or service or anything like that um so you might be able to get away with a, a park and ride and get a couple yeah. of shuttles um to 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 take your guests um from from the, the park and ride mm. another thing that people don't consider is your gifts yeah <laughs> you know, and you generally find home yes. weddings tend to be maybe a little bit bigger. Yes, um, yes, So there's for sure. a lot of gifts. Mm. So don't just leave them sitting there because, first of all, you you might have some random walking into your house. Right, because right. Because people are in and out all the time. All the time. Um, so you, the last thing you want is your gifts to go missing. Um, make sure, I would suggest before your first dance or just as your first dance is finished, that, that those gifts get taken away and get put uh, somewhere safe. And make sure whoever's doing that, you don't want to be doing it on the day right. of the wedding. But whoever's doing it, just make sure that they keep the cards together. Right. Um, so that when you're doing the opening of the presents and things like that, you, you can know actually like, know who, it, who to thank. Yeah, 100%. Um, another small thing that I always, um, not a small thing, actually, um, a big wedding, uh, a, a big thing, a big thing for home weddings is pay all of your suppliers before the actual yeah. uh, before the actual function for this is usually the case for venues and for some reason people think that they don't have to pay everyone for a home wedding and I don't mm. know why um, but people seem to kick up more of a fuss at home yeah. than they would have at a venue so yeah. you will find that your suppliers will come up to you at your table at the wedding and say, on your wedding and say right give me your money now where's, money where's now. the money yeah. you don't even have your purse or your wallet or yeah. anything on you yeah. and you find your suppliers are going to make a scene yeah. In front of your, all of your guests and yeah. stuff about money that hasn't been paid. Oh. So, you know, the best, the same way you would have done it if it was at a venue, mm. pay everyone beforehand so that you're not really stressed about, you know, any of that, you know, uh, drama or scenes or anything like that. So, but, so in, in other words, in closing, 
<laughs> a home wedding is very stressful. You are going to have to make sure you have somebody by your side that is not necessarily a friend or a family member. You need to have a planner and a professional to actually help you pulling all these elements yeah, together. 100%. Do not think you can do it on your own because 100%. you absolutely cannot. You cannot. Um, and just get somebody on your side that can help you. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, uh, another thing, you know, is your supplier choice. Yeah, Particu- Particularly for uh, weddings that are going to be at home. Your supplier choice is absolutely going to make or break your wedding. If you so much as choose the wrong supplier, they could really disappoint a huge area mm. um, for your wedding because everything is so dependent on everyone playing their part to the best. So make sure that your suppliers are experts in their field and that they're professional. And, and please check out weddings. their, yeah, and, mm. and, and check out their reputation and their, pro- and, mm. and their um, portfolios in terms of what they've done. Ask the relevant questions. Make sure that you're getting proper value for money. So we hope this has helped you a little bit. Um, we don't want to scare you away from having a home wedding. It can um, be very beautiful it's, it's and a lot awesome. more fun. It's, it's a lot. It's also a lot more intimate, I would right. say, because you you, you actually home. have a lot more memories and yeah. things like that because maybe it's been your childhood home or whatever. So it is it is a very exciting venue it's a choice, choice, but yeah. um, it's just logistically it's not as easy as everybody thinks it may yeah. be. So make sure you get somebody to help you, and we hope we've helped you today. Thank Thanks you. so much. Cliffcentral.com